takes a lot of love and guesswork. Thankfully, we don't have to do it alone. I mean, family, if you guys are thinking of going on a journey, you know, of, you know, being healthier, I think it's starting the right mind, mind yeah. frame. Yeah. We're three hermanas who are moms, wives, and share how we do life, family, and faith. He's like, oh, I have a candy. I carry them in my pocket all the time. Would you like oh, no. one? And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do not take that candy. I don't know where that candy. He probably licked it, stuck it back in the wrapper. I don't know. You know, like, no, I don't know. It's a razor blade I don't know this man. Yes. You know, you just don't know. Join our familia as we learn together, laugh, and have sometimes loud and crazy conversations. Yeah, <laughs> familia, the way she told the story when she was down there, because she was so upset. She was almost in tears. She's like, you guys should have said it. These two rattlesnakes were just right there, like right here, okay? Right here next to me. And they were just looking at me. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to die. Welcome to A Little Mass. Hola, hola, familia. <laughs> this is episode 20. Yeah. Okay, the reason why Celeste is laughing is because I earlier said, hola, 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 hola. She said, she said, oh, 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 sounded like a straight up eagle. I said, oh my goodness. You're jacked up. <laughs> uh, but we're episode 20. That's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, we are so appreciative of you guys and, um, you know, for just being a part of our familia yes, and yes. taking the time to listen uh, in on the podcast episodes, taking time to leave um, just encouraging feedback and being a part of the conversation. Uh, we are so um uh, just blessed to have all of mm-hmm. you. So thank you so much. And to any of our new familia that is listening in, that you're joining us for the first time, welcome. So um, uh, let's just go right into it. Uh, this week, Evelyn sent us this uh, article that was really interesting. It's titled, A Nurse Called the Police on This Mom for Confessing She Has Postpartum Depression. What? Yeah, that's a big like, what? Oh, my goodness. For Mm -hmm. real. Um, And it was shocking because we all kind of have had either someone close to us or even ourselves that um, uh, have either experienced postpartum depression. And even if you haven't, you know how scary it is when you're feeling like, is this baby blues or not? Um, And then you think, I don't want to tell my doctor because that's scary. Mm -hmm. So um, as we're reading the article... Um, I don't know. I don't know, Evie, if it was uh, her six week appointment. It says it was four months after delivering, which is way past the six weeks or eight weeks, depending on how you delivered. Oh, but I think she says that it was her first appointment since delivering. So something must have happened where she couldn't go in, go in or they, oh. or they kept rescheduling. Um, oh, I thought it was like right after, you know, like they do like the six week checkup uh-huh. or something. That's what I thought. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it was um, it was quite a bit um, after. And um, so she goes in and um, I think if I remember correctly, um, in her original post, she says that her husband had, you know, kind of um, they'd been looking forward to this appointment because she really wanted to see her doctor, really wanted to talk about what was going on. She was suffering from postpartum depression, mm-hmm. which I think back in that day was something that nobody really talked about. Oh, yeah. But I remember when we were having um, we we're getting ready to have my son. My husband and I, we took all the classes and um, one of the last classes that um, that we took, 
they dealt with, you know, postpartum depression and, you know, the signs and, you know, how to differentiate between, you know, just, you know, being blue, you know, having baby blues Mm -hmm. and actually full on, you know, post, well, it's still part of postpartum depression, but, you know, more severe. Yeah. And so I remember telling my husband, because he went went to all the classes with me, I was like, you need to watch out for me because, you know, he listened. Our plan was that he was going to stay home um, for at least, uh, I think he was able to stay home for like two months Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, be my support system there um, while, you know, we got acclimated to this new life. Yeah. That we had with, you know, our son. And so um, as I read this article, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> You're telling the story. <laughs> as I was reading this article, I mean, the reason why I read it was because, you know, um, it's just a, a topic that um, I think we it's important oh, to yeah. talk about. You know, and I remember. Very. And I still have, like, I still follow all sorts of um, pages and boards and stuff like that about, you know, pregnancy and so um, this one popped up on my feed and I kind of like looked at it because I'm like, wait, what's going on? Like somebody called, some nurse called the cops on somebody that had postpartum depression. Because I remember, again, going back, I'm all over the place, I'm sorry. <laughs> going back to um, our classes, mm-hmm. they told us, you know, to seek help. Yes. Yeah. You know, so they would say, he would tell, you know, the husbands or like the support systems that were there, you know, taking the class with them, you know, um, watch out for mom, you know, because she may want to hide it but you know them best. So yeah. that's why I turned to my husband. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know me. Like I don't hide, I don't hide stuff from my husband. So I was like, you know me, I'm going to try and be as honest as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going through something, if I feel, you know, if I have thoughts going through my head, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you know, just, you know, we've sat through this class, please, you know, just don't, you know, look at me like, you know, I'm this monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one of the things that they assured us was, you know, let your doctor know. Because you need to get help. Mm-hmm. You need to get medication or you need some kind of help. And so as I'm reading this article, this mom, one, it took her four months to see her doctor. Yeah. Two, when she gets there, she doesn't even see her doctor. She sees a nurse practitioner. Practitioner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and three, when she finally tells her, the nurse practitioner, what's going on, you know, she's having, you know, like these fits of, um, of anger. Mm-hmm. And she, she tells, you know, she tells her. I have a great support system at home. You know, I will never, I would never um, hurt my child, but this is what's going on. I, I, I have, po- or, myself. or myself. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, but I have, I'm struggling with this. You know, I'm having these thoughts and I, I want to see the doctor, you know, about postpartum depression, see if, you know, we can talk about medication options. Yeah. And so the nurse kind of just finishes the exam and then she tells her she has to go. She walks out and says she has to w- talk to the, the doctor and then. She calls the cops on her, which I just find to be so crazy because you would think normal protocol would be, you know, let her know, hey, this is what's going on. Ask more questions. They always tell you ethically, mm-hmm. ask more questions before you mm-hmm. go off and call the police. Right. You know, what's going on? What have you been going through? What are your thoughts? The doctor would come out and ask her all of these yeah. questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I-, I can't believe that that didn't happen for her. They just automatically called the police on mm-hmm. her and escorted her. Yeah. To go get her check to see if she could go. Basically, they were looking to check her into ETS to see whether or not she was having some kind of a mental crisis uh-huh. or a breakdown. Right. That is crazy. But my, my thing is this. It's okay you want us to talk about these issues and you want us to be honest uh-huh. you know about how we're feeling you know they they know they're in the medical profession they know that postpartum depression isn't something we're just making up mm-hmm. so now that kind of leaves me like should i say something or like what other avenue should i go to because if she says in, in her article she's like i don't want to make this you know racially or anything like that but she she's you know white mm-hmm. so she says my fear is that you know somebody else of color would not have been treated the way I did. 
would have been treated worse, I'm sorry, than the way I was treated. How were they going to handle that situation? You know, you know the way that, you know, um, things are. But and I was thinking, like, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm around. Like, if I go to the doctor and let's um, say I was suffering from that, like, and now I'm scared. You know, just in general, forget the whole color thing. Mm-hmm. Just in general, the last thing I want is I'm there, you know. And in her case, it was her and her, her baby, her four-month-old. Mm-hmm. You know, the husband couldn't make it to that appointment. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard to figure out how to transport her and the child to the ER, you know, with the cops. She oh was treated gosh. like a criminal. Yeah. You know, for, for, for doing what they told her to do, get help. Yeah. Ask for help. But then to make matters even worse, you know, they're there all day. She was, They left like almost at midnight, yeah. I think, with a little baby. You know, having to care for the baby there. And all they, all she walks off with no medication, some pamphlets. Yeah. Pamphlets, that's you know, that say these these may be helpful to you. That's what they tell her. Oh. Even at the ER, she never once saw a doctor. They had a social worker come out, and that's who she talked to. Yeah. Social worker determined, you know, she's not a danger to herself or, in, or others. Uh-huh. So she doesn't need to be you know, placed on involuntary hold, she right. can go back home. That is so, uh, it just makes yeah. me so sad for her. So I remember reading and being like, okay, if this, uh, if this would have happened during the time that I was taking those courses, cause I was one of those people in class, <laughs> I would have been like, well, I just read this article and you're <laughs> telling me that I need to, um, tell my doctor about this, but is this going to happen to me? Mm-hmm. Like what, what's, what's the protocol? What does, what will they do the moment I say, hey, I'm suffering from this or I have these thoughts. I need help. And that's what's so sad because already there are so many moms and dads, you know, who go through, you know, PPD, postpartum depression and don't really want to um, talk about it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like so then you just kind of deal with it in silence. And that's mm-hmm. so hard and it's very lonely yeah. and it's very like there's this feeling of hopelessness. But yeah. there is definitely help. Yeah. You know, um, and there are agencies, mm-hmm. nonprofit agencies, you know, um, all sorts of agencies right. that will offer help for, you know, parents who are going through that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so disheartening because it just takes away, you know, well, it adds to the stigma for one, mm-hmm. you know, the mental health stigma. And it takes away that like willingness of any, you know, mom who's going mm-hmm. through that to say, like you said, Evie, I'm going to go seek the help. I think I've shared this story with you guys, right? When I had my daughter, uh-huh. well, remember I've shared that it took me a while to conceive. And so my husband and I were trying and it just wasn't happening. We finally had her. Everything was great. My whole pregnancy, I was just thanking God that like, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to have this little one. So when she's born, mm-hmm. I'm like extra emotional. Mm-hmm. I see her. They give her to me because right away they place her on your chest. So you can do that, you know, um, skin to skin. How's all chest to chest? <laughs> skin has been that while. Uh, no, but skin to skin. And so I'm holding her and I'm just like, I'm sobbing. I'm legit sobbing mm-hmm. because I'm just so thankful. And, you know, so my faith kind of starts to kick in. And I'm just like, Lord, how can I ever repay you? I start doing probably the ugly cry. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I was doing this. I just was so overwhelmed with emotion Next thing I know, the nurse is looking at me and she's got a concerned look on her face. Mm-hmm. And she's like, sweetheart, is everything all right? And I just and I didn't understand like in the moment because I was so into like my baby and holding her that I didn't understand what she was like <laughs> suggesting or mm-hmm. asking me. And I was like, yeah. And I, I'm still crying. And she's like, uh, are you sure everything's OK? I, I can get you help. And I was like, mm-hmm. in that second, you guys, something flipped in my brain. And I was like. Oh my gosh, she wants to take away my baby. She thinks I'm crying because I don't want my baby. Mm-hmm. 
And so I was, I look at her and I'm like, no, 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 these are happy tears. I've been trying for a really long time yeah, to yeah. have her. I'm thrilled. Like, yeah. I'm just beyond myself. And she was like, oh, okay, I was just checking. Mm-hmm. But I got yeah. so scared. Yeah. I was like, and the whole time, you guys, I was in the hospital. I was paranoid they were going to take her away yeah. from me. Like, I wouldn't even ask for help for them to help me take care of her, even though yeah. I was dead tired. Because she was waking up so often because I was like, they're going to think I'm an unfit mom and they're going to try to take her away. It's crazy. Like you're in such an emotional state. You don't need that added pressure. And it's interesting because you had your daughter when you had the option of having them in the nursery. Yeah. (laughs) I I kept it with me the whole night. No, you have them all the time. I was like, okay, yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's weird because I remember remember that there used to be a room, a nursery where you go and watch all the babies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't have that anymore. Yeah. And I remember they would say, like, we can take her for you. And I was like, nope, they're going to steal her. Nope. That's all right. Uh-huh. Like, I, will I keep mean, her. yeah, I want to have them the whole Not time. Not that with they me. would, but you know. Yeah. But I was like, I remember, like, that was like, you know, the vision that you kind of thought was, okay, I'm going to, we're going to go and see, you know, see all the babies. <laughs> no, yeah. That's there. True. Um, but yeah, my heart goes out to them yes. because I'm sure that the um, health professionals, are trained to, you know, watch out. And I appreciate that, you know. Yeah, they should be watchful. But I feel like That's it just true, wasn't handled see. properly. There just should have been steps taken yes. just to, to make sure that they were assessing whether or not this mom needed all of that. Yeah, they should have. I mean, um, you know, and we don't know if maybe the nurse was reporting um, back from someone else. You know, maybe it was the doctor or someone that she had told them, hey, um, this mom just said that she is possibly going through postpartum depression. What mm-hmm. should I do? Should I call the cops? Um uh, and, you know, I, I mean, luckily, thankfully, I've never experienced that. Like all oh, the nurses no. that have always been around I me have been imagine. very knowledgeable. Um, it is scary that it happened here in California because it feels like, oh, it was so close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I'm just thinking back like when I had my little one and um, my anxiety was through the roof. And it wasn't it wasn't even because of my my baby. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, she didn't. I mean, she was like. Um, your, you know, difficult story that you hear from moms. You know, she was not an easy baby. Like, she didn't (laughs) sleep. My husband and I were wearing on fumes. But we were ready and prepared for that. For me, my anxiety was kind of through the roof because of all the other... exterior things going on like for instance my lactation consultant um consulting appointments that i had to go to my little one wasn't nursing the correct way and i felt um you know i was trying all that i could to help her and Mm -hmm. i just felt helpless like i couldn't Mm -hmm. um doctors pretty much and you know again my consultant telling me you have to do this you have to do this like everything was on the clock for me so they had like a schedule for you of yes like, this is when you should be pumping this is when you should be feeding this yes. is when you should be alternating and, and honestly it was uh, around the clock like oh my gosh there was never like oh and make sure mommy that you take a break make sure you get some rest no rest was off the table for me uh, and and so i felt like just so anxious whenever i'd go to these appointments because mm-hmm. i knew it's not even about me. And so for a while, I, I and I know it's not a it's not about you. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong for thinking that. But I'm, I'm just going back to my mentality. But I think back it then. makes sense, though, because you are tired. You're exhausted. You know, you're trying to take care of yourself. Yeah. Plus, on top of that, you're new little you're a newborn. Yeah. You know, and that's hard. That's a lot of work. It was a Especially lot. Especially when you're tired. No. And I like, remember being there having those days where you're just so dang tired. It's like you just can't be the mom that, you know, yeah. you normally could. No, be. honestly, say like I was like a shell of myself, Ugh. I feel because I was locked in my room the whole time yeah. because I couldn't go anywhere. Um. Uh, I, I couldn't even step outside because I was on the clock having to oh, do this stuff so because then um, in the next two days I had another appointment and they wanted to see 
were my um, how much milk I was producing, and I would have to show uh, them, and I so had to write all down. that was creating way more stress for <sighs> you, I bet. So then. much. Oh my god! And so uh. I, re- I remember one last appointment where I had decided in my mind, like, I don't ever want to go back to these. Yeah. I had I had tons more. Like they had already scheduled them for oh you know um, this and this and this day, and I remember telling my husband because I was just sitting there staring. I every single time I would just stare outside the window. My mind was doing nothing. I was like, I really was, I felt like a shell. And, um, and I couldn't enjoy my little one because I was just, uh, I almost felt like just, I was a machine, yeah. you know, like I couldn't, I couldn't have any nurturing time because they, my doctor wasn't prescribing that. And so, you know, there was no mommy baby time. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember my husband was like, one day I, I just, all of a sudden I felt like finally my brain shut back on and um, I started just crying. Yeah. And my husband was like, and I, I was like hyperventilating in the oh my car. Goodness. And he's just like, honey, what's wrong? I don't know what I would have done without him. Like he was honestly the one that was just, um, he was the one that was actually stopping to make sure I was okay. Yeah. When everyone else, you know, when all these other professionals around me were not, Yeah. you know? And, um, and he was just like, what's wrong? And I, and I finally, it finally hit me like, babe, this I just don't feel like myself. Like I just, I'm I'm so anxious because I'm always doing something. I've gotten no sleep because mm-hmm. honestly, I would have to. Okay, by the time my little one was in bed, maybe you know during the nighttime, it was probably like ten or so. Mm-hmm. I would have to start pumping again to be on their schedule. I can I could go to sleep for an hour and then they would want me to wake oh my up gosh. again. So in the middle of the nights, every 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 two oh. or three hours, I would have to wake up. I was exhausted when my little one was yeah. born and I had to wake up every three hours. I can't imagine no. every hour. It wasn't even because no, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't even because my baby was waking up. It was because I had to wake up to be on their oh schedule. Oh my god! And so I was so exhausted, like I was running on fumes and I was going crazy. Uh. And my husband was probably like, "You don't want to go to those appointments? Fine, then we won't." Yeah. He's like. He's like, and you just keep on trying to do what you're doing. And if it doesn't work, maybe it doesn't mm-hmm. work. Oh, well, you tried. Oh, my God. You know, and I tried and I did it for a whole three months. And it was through the grace of God. Yeah. But afterwards, I was like, my body just wasn't, um, you know, it was just kind of shutting down a little. And yeah. so I was like, well, OK, my baby's going to be formula fed then. Yeah. Um, but with all of that, I I remember taking like their questionnaires saying, you know, oh, do you feel sad? Do you feel this? And like inside of me, I was like, I am really sad. Mm-hmm. Like I was really depressed. Yeah. But I was so scared to say anything because, again, this yeah. article was funny. my worst case what scenario. You I always oh thought like, gosh. what if they do take my baby away? What if they, uh, you know, I never thought, so oh, cops hard. are going to come. Yeah. But so I'm like, I, but as parents, we worry, yes. you know, because. You know your struggle, you know your story, but you don't know how other people will perceive that. Yeah. And so reading articles like this, just it's disheartening. Yeah. Oh, no. So I just feel so um, bad mm-hmm. for um, just that um, this poor, um, you know, woman, because yeah. it's like I can't even imagine it is. It's a I scary thing. Either. So um, definitely, mamas, if you are out there, um, you know, uh, or if maybe you just didn't want to tell anybody this, like you definitely want a good support system mm-hmm. around you because it's hard. It's hard to Heck go through. Yeah. By it's like I said, you know, luckily I had my husband. I mean, I had you guys. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done. Like you came over and like I would tell you just how like sad I was. And I remember, yeah. it's all right. And you would let me talk and I could process through it. I can't imagine if I didn't have that. Yeah. You know? And the sad thing is I think a lot of us moms go through that, you mm-hmm. know, like 
it's just it's different your body's changing you're you're still hormonal you know your body's trying to balance that out on top of that you're lacking so much sleep yeah so i remember like waking up one night my husband and i would i remember we would take turns uh waking up but i was i was also nursing my daughter Mm -hmm. and so i remember it was like there was times it was like babe I mean, I don't know how you can help. I mean, you can't nurse her, you know? So it was just like, I remember just being so tired one day that I was just like, I can't. I remember crying and thinking, I don't know how long I can go without sleep. Mm -hmm. Like, I was so tired. I remember one day even talking to mom and just crying and being like, like, do they ever sleep? Like, do the babies (laughs) ever sleep? And it was just because I was waking up every three hours, like clockwork. Yeah. And I was exhausted, Mm -hmm. you know, and thank God, like after the three, I remember mom saying too, she's like, no, after the third month, they start sleeping. And I was like, I felt like that was never, like it It was never going to happen, (laughs) you know? And when it finally did, I was like, thank you, Lord, because I so needed that. I felt like I knew that I loved my baby because I would hold her and I'd sing to her and I'd like still get really emotional just looking at her, just thinking of how blessed I felt that God had given her to us you uh-huh. know um but man when I was tired I just felt like I couldn't function yeah. and I was like I just can't be an effective mom like this mm-hmm. let alone then having to go through something like postpartum depression yeah. you know which is really real and serious uh, so I'm like oh and so I mean props to her for knowing and acknowledging she needed you know, she was, I mean, in the article says, you know, she was so excited yes. to get this help. Yes. Like she was eager to get it really would be the better word. And she, I mean, the way she wrote it in her article, I mean, it. she knew exactly what she was going for. Like, uh-huh. she's like, this is the help that I need. Yeah. And you're the professionals. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be able to steer me in the right direction. Yeah. And in all fairness, I think a lot of people in the medical prof- professional field um, are very knowledgeable about yes. that, you know, and do have resources. So I guess I would like to encourage you, familia, don't be scared, but mm-hmm. really, really find people like maybe, you know, like you were saying in your support system that you can talk to first. Yeah. Maybe they've dealt with it and they've had somebody that really helped them in the medical field. Mm-hmm. That's the person you want to go to. Yeah. Someone that can truly understand. Well, you know, that's so true, silly, because um, I ended up once I stopped going with the lactation consultant, mm-hmm. I actually changed the OBGYN that I was going to. Mm-hmm. And I went to the one that I originally had when I was first pregnant with my little uh-huh. one because they switched me out away from her afterwards. And so um, I went back to her and she was the one that was like, you know what? I know that colleague and I'm just going to tell you. Not not the lactation consultant, but the yeah. other OBGYN that yeah. I had left. And she's like, you know what, sweetheart? And she was the one that really encouraged. She's like, if you're not doing well, because I, 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 I could open up to her. I felt yeah. comfortable with yeah. her. And I remember telling her, I was like, I feel this way and I don't know what's going on. And she was like, you know what? She's like, I feel like it's just becoming a lot for you. Mm-hmm. She's like, because it is a little extreme out there. She's like, so just don't go anymore then. Yeah. Fine. And I was like, but they've scheduled these appointments because I'm totally to the T. Oh, my And she's gosh. like, just, just don't go. Just do what your husband's telling you. If you need to just not go anymore, fine. Yeah. And I was like, because at that point, that. you got to take okay. care of yourself. <laughs> but what a good thing that she was able to kind of give you. It's almost like. At that point, you just needed someone to validate because it's yes. true. You, it almost this felt like, and much. I remember that season in your life where it just felt like you you never got really any kind of verbal praise or affirmation that you were doing a great job as a mom. Yeah. You were being diligent, you know, to be on the schedule, mm-hmm. on this track that they were asking you to be. You yeah. didn't get that. It was just like, and we're going to be checking up on you. Yeah. When you come back, we want to see exactly. that you produce more milk, you and know? So I was like, oh, and gosh. so it's like. This doctor, on the other hand, encouraged you and said, you know, empowered you Mm -hmm. and said, you know, if it's too much, it's okay. You don't have to do it. 
So there's a lot of good people in the medical field who really care and are knowledgeable and uh-huh. they've done their research. And then like in every other business or, yeah, you know, there's always me one or two who, that just, you know, just isn't up to date. Kill it for you. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying I'm a big advocate about talk amongst the people that you trust, mm-hmm. find out how they've dealt with it. Yeah. Ask them for their resources. You know, if you don't feel like, you know, I just don't want to trust a stranger at this point. Yeah. Because you never know. There's plenty of people out there who've, who've had the same kind of struggle and just haven't been very vocal about it. That's so true. But they got help from somebody yeah. and maybe they can steer us in the right direction. That's too. true. Sally. So um, we'll have that article up on our website as well as some resources for if you are going through any type of postpartum yes. depression. Um, and you can, you know, look through those also and then decide, you know, what's best for you. So, uh, last week our episode was all about our healthy journey, mm-hmm. right? Um, and how we've been trying to be good. Yes, we haven't been <laughs> perfect, be <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and we're all trying to do something a little different, That's true. you know, um, said so you guys are doing like the a vegan route, yeah. you know, um, my husband and I are. Uh, slowly transitioning towards that, you know, plant-based uh, type diet um, because we really liked it. Like I said um, before, when we did it a couple years back, and just how just good we felt. You know, mm-hmm. I really felt like I just gained like five years, you know, onto yeah. myself. And um, and so with that, we've been trying to buy organic stuff, you know. And I've been doing that since my little one started um, to eat solids. Yeah. Um, but I, it just, it's so hard sometimes because mm-hmm. of how much more expensive it is. Mm-hmm. And then not just that, but you have to go to like three yes. different stores, yes. you know, or more. And so I would, I was thinking back on like mom, how when she would go grocery shopping when we were younger, uh-huh. <laughs> she would go to like um, three, four different stores because her and grandma would look at the specials, yeah. you know, the weekly specials. And so they would pinpoint, they'd do like their game plan. Yeah. Okay, which stores are we going to hit <laughs> in the neighborhood so that we could get, you know, the bread here for cheap, the meat mm-hmm. here, the chicken here. And um, and so it was funny because then once I got married, I thought that was totally normal. Oh. So I would like drag my husband to like oh five different gosh. stores because I would do the same thing. I would circle the specials uh, and be like, okay, no. at this store, they got the chicken on special. So we're just going for the chicken oh there. Gosh. At this store, they have this on special. <laughs> yeah. And it was great. And I, I totally can't. thought that was normal. No, memes. I I hated that growing up because <laughs> I just remember feeling like after one grocery store, I was like, I'm over it. We're yeah. done. Can See? we leave? And then we had to go to two more. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. No way. Kidding. And then when I finally learned to drive, I remember because, you know, we, we drive, we learned to drive early. We got our permits early and all that. Uh-huh. And so it was funny because mom would be like, okay, you drive me around. And so I knew I was going to three <laughs> different stores. So you better believe when I got married, I was like, we're going to one store. I don't care if I have to pray more, pay more. Pray more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pray for it to drop. And all the prices yeah. to drop. No, I was like, I do not care if I have to pay more. I will pay full price, but I am not going to two, three That's different stores. That's crazy. It's no, my husband, much. I know. No, same thing after a while he was just like look i i ain't doing that yeah you know? so he was like look honey honestly he's <laughs> like are you really saving that much money that's true like <laughs> all the gas that we're spending that's true you know driving from place to place mm-hmm. um it would have just been cheaper just to have gotten it here. That is- so we stopped doing <laughs> so, that. So something he would say totally yeah. it's <laughs> like at the end of the day is it really worth- it's like that's why i don't do Black Friday shopping. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, is it worth my sanity to fight off large crowds? Yeah, no. no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so, not do it. Yeah. And that's the worst time to go shopping, too. Everyone's on edge. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. 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 But like we said, I think we talked about it earlier, this, um, one of the earlier episodes. This year, I did a lot of 
online shopping, yeah, which so is great because I don't, I can't do crowds. Yeah. For some reason, I get like not paranoid, but I hate, I hate chaos. Yeah, things have to be organized. I remember um, years back, we they have like these functions at church, um, our old church, remember? And they have like meals, and everybody would line up. I would always tell my husband, we were dating at the time, like, nope, we're waiting. We're, I'm gonna be one of the last people because I hate having <laughs> to wait in line. Mm-hmm. And see people cut in, and everywhere at church, I'm like, <laughs> don't cut in line. Not at the Lord's house. <laughs> and I'm just like, everybody just, everybody just, you know, I get it, everybody's hungry. Everybody just relax. You're back up. You're taking cuts. And I'm just like, nope. So I'd always be like one of the last ones, because by then, like, all the chaos has settled. Yeah. Maybe all the selections yep. aren't there anymore, but at least my sanity's intact. <laughs> Which is why, like, I don't shop at certain stores, like clothing stores. Uh-huh. Like, because I've, I i don't know why. I've always been that way. Like, I hate when I, you go to a store and there's clothes on the floor. I know. It's no, but I get that, though. Because for me, that's the one thing that I like. I mean, I, I like getting organic stuff because I feel, I just feel better about it. You know, uh-huh. I feel better about what I'm feeding my family. Yeah. When I'm, you know, the snacks I'm giving my daughter, you know, when I'm t- giving her fruits and all that. Uh-huh. Um, so I feel better about it. But I do hate that I can never do all of my grocery shopping in one store. It, yeah. They're. I mean, none of the stores that I've been to carry everything that I need in in, in organic foods. Uh-huh. And so I'm constantly having to go to at least two different stores. That's true. And it sucks because there are days where I'm like, okay, two's my max. And yeah. I'll just, whatever I'm missing, I'll just onesie, twosie shop as I, you know, come home from work yeah. or whatever on my drive home. But it's just like, that's the one thing I'm like, oh, it's so much. The one upside, though, that I was thinking was because we, um, when we had to buy like specialty, you know, vegan foods... Um, like five or so years ago, uh-huh. um, the prices were through the roof. Like I remember just buying nutritional yeast and it was like almost $12 Ooh. for like the freaking container. <gasps> yeah. And now I go back and it's like six, seven. Yeah, that's which, true. You know, which is still a lot, but it's, I mean, you, you, you don't like pour the whole nutritional yeah. yeast on most recipes, you know, it's little bits here and there. Yeah. And so that's the one upside is that now I have seen that prices have been driven lower. That's true. That is true. Because um, eating, you know, non-GMO or organic um, or even um, products that are solely vegan, you know, mm-hmm. are becoming such staples in our diets yeah, now. Yeah. That's, I guess yeah, that's the trend's nice thing. definitely going towards that way. Yeah. So you see even little pop-up restaurants here and there that, you know, are doing vegetarian meals or mm-hmm. vegan options and which yeah. is nice. Heck makes it so much yeah. So our main segment for this week is all about natural remedies and we're going to be talking about specifically remedies that we saw in our home and um and beauty, right? Just the overall concept mm-hmm. of beauty. Um and so uh, first off, some of the remedies <laughs> because right now we can all use a great natural remedy since it's that season where everyone's oh, getting yes, sick, right? Yes, yes, yes. Everyone's all feeling bad and um a great natural remedy. <laughs> I mean, they do work though. They Sometimes they, they do. Work. And I mean, look, familia, we might also be playing off the placebo effect. Yes, we don't I'm know. sure a lot of that happens. But I but I swear. I I do believe that these work. Yeah. Some of these work. So, um like for instance, uh let just a little backstory, Familia. Our grandmother, our maternal grandmother, who we said earlier, um, uh, you know, uh, has lived with us since we were young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly felt like when I, I, I mean, to this day, I feel this way, that she could have been a doctor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. You know, 
um, she she took care of our our grandfather um, and learned so much. She would tell us like how much she learned from like the nurses. But she also just had a knack for um, knowing and memorize. She has she has like amazing memorization uh-huh. skills. Like our grandma can tell you a verse from scripture and she'll be like a ver let me see where do you <laughs> find little that quizzes yeah and you're like grandma. i get all nervous start to yes. sweat like oh dang what if i mess it yeah, up yeah i'm like grandma i don't got that type of memory like you do but i promise i'll be reading it like <laughs> i swear she probably thinks like these kids don't know a darn thing <laughs> but she has a great memory and really what has helped her i've noticed she has notebooks upon notebooks yes. upon notebooks of just scriptures biblical scriptures written mm-hmm. in them and she, that's what has helped her memorize them because she writes them down. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, I remember like uh, for Christmas, you just know grandma's favorite color, purple. Yeah. You know, grandma loves notebooks. She loves pillows and anything, <laughs> any type of nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so she has a great memory. And so she's she's picked up all of this amazing um, medicinal knowledge along the way. You know, so I remember when I was younger, um, and I think you guys can attest for this too. Whenever we would feel sick, who did you go to? Oh yeah, you ran a grandma. Yeah. And I mean, we see this even with our family members. You know, you're feeling sick, you're with grandma, yeah. and it's like, oh, abuela, yeah. what can you give me? Make me feel better, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, with a side of prayer, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> like it was like, in the name of Jesus, you gonna uh-huh. feel better, and then she'd give you. You know, the and remedy. it's funny because with my daughter, if I ever give her anything like uh-huh. a cough syrup, whatever, <laughs> yeah. it could be her medicine that the doctor prescribes. Always, I'll be like. Serving it to her as soon as it's going to her lips in the name of Jesus. Yes, like, I do the just, same thing. Yeah, I do the same thing with my little one. I'm like, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, here you go, baby. You're gonna get better. <laughs> yeah, I do it too. And so I think you know we pick, obviously picked that up. And um, so I remember one of the remedies that she had was whenever I would feel um, a tummy ache, I um, would uh, go to uh, our grandma and she would give me a tea. But first, she gave you that little tummy massage. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. She would. That was like down. one of the crucial things she had to do. You're right, because she had to diagnose you yes, first, right? right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, yep. There you go. Estás empachada. What was that called? Like your like. I don't know. It's like your stomach was upset. Sometimes it was because maybe you had too much. She would say, "There's too much air in there." Uh huh. Like she she asked you, "Did you drink soda with the with the with the gas in it with carbonation?" Or you might have had like the the skin of like a peach or something that maybe didn't oh, sip, uh-huh. uh, you know it, it didn't digest properly or uh-huh. whatever it was just so funny yeah but she did the little yes. massage I remember so what Sally's doing right now is she's touching <laughs> her tummy right and our grandmother would like tap with like yes. her fingers uh-huh. right um uh, and she could hear, and I do this to this day, like I'll do it to my daughter just for giggles. And I swear she always sounds like she's a butt. <laughs> but I would, she, so our grandmother would tap and she'd be like, oh, yes, okay, you are. All right, I have just a thing. So she would give us this tea. And I think, what did we say the tea was made out of, Sally? I think it was it was the bitter one. Yeah, I, I don't know why I think it was like mejorana. Okay, so marjoram um, is what it was then. Um, but it was it was the bitter one, and so she would give um, she would give me a cup of that, right? And then um, and then she would give me a tablespoon of usually it was olive oil, but if she didn't have olive oil, it would be cooking oil, like um, uh, canola oil is usually like what our mom would use. So yeah, that was was that was what was around the house. <laughs> so many W words, um, and it honestly would make me feel so much better. Like it would like within five or so minutes, 
my yeah. tummy ache would go away. And I'd be like, Grandma done did it yeah, again. It did In work. the name of Jesus, yeah. she did it again. It, I, yeah, I, I will attest to that. Yeah. I remember doing that too. And it, it, it I worked. would. I would feel so much better. And, um, and she'd also give us like yerba buena, right? Which is what? Uh, peppermint. peppermint. Yeah. Uh-huh. She would give us a tea of yerba buena. Um, what would she use that for? What would yerba it... buena was more like if you had a cold, some yeah. kind of a flu, if you had a cough. Um, that's kind of what she would give just to kind of soothe and uh-huh. and open up like your nasal pores and all that stuff. Yeah. Grandma had like her tons of her remedies. little remedies that she was like, this is what we use. And when you were sick, you always had. Um, I, I used to love it because we usually didn't have, um, you know, our parents, like we had talked about in earlier episodes, we weren't like the household that had the Twinkies yeah, no. and all no. the goodies because we were way too many kids and that mm-hmm. mess was gone in a second. So things like soda was just not no. a staple yeah. in the home. Uh-uh. Um, and so, uh, I mean, we had Tampico. That was always nice when yeah. my mom would get us that, which was yeah, like... Yeah, that sunny, was a treat. Yeah, yeah that was, it didn't happen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> But it was always good. My favorite was that mango one, though, man. Oh, that one's just good. Oh, so good. But so, um, uh, when you were sick, mom would go out and buy a set, you know, some seven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was always a you treat. You were all special, like, oh, <laughs> don't eat. This is mine because yeah, I'm no, sick. And, and when she said too, mom would be like, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, you guys. She's sick. That's her seven up. And it's like, gosh, dang. <laughs> like, I, I get, get to have soda. Yeah. <laughs> and she would give us like the nice seven up. Yep. It was wonderful. I used to love it. So that, I don't know what, the, what was a seven up for? I, I don't know. But I swear to this day, I feel like it helps me. <laughs> yeah. I'm right? like, I, I was sick right for the new year. Uh-huh. I sure did go buy my, I, my honey went and bought me a little seven up. Really? And we, tr- and we don't have soda in the house. Yeah. You know, but I was like, I'm, uh, uh, sick. I'm sick. I need that seven up. <laughs> yeah, girl. So, so they would give us that. Um, or Gatorade. Uh, or Gatorade. And that was fun too. Yes. Gatorade was always nice. And, um, and so, you know, a big staple in a lot of Hispanic homes when you're sick is, Vaporu, yep. which is vapor rub, right? <laughs> Vicks vapor yep. rub. And so um, mom would like slather it all over us. And I swear <laughs> that mess just, I thought it was medicine when I was yeah. little. I was, cause I was like, ooh, she's slathering with that vapor as rub. As soon as she slapped it on, I was like, I can breathe. Yeah. I was like, I'm healed. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, I'm healed. You know, I just started feeling so much better. Yeah. So it's just funny because. I, I was thinking about all these um, oh, remedies and everything. No. Hold oh, up. Wait, my, wait. my favorite. Wait. How about when we would fall or scrape our knees or something uh-huh. and they had this saying that was like medicine, I swear. Oh, sana, yeah. sana, colita, colita de, de rana. rana. Si no se te sana, sanará mañana. <laughs> we say Because <laughs> I say sana, sana, colita de rana. Si no sana hoy, sanará mañana. Oh my, that's the hell, baby. <laughs> Anywho, the younger generation don't know. We were going to have like this moment and then I killed it because I said it Which is funny because in English it translates to um, sana sana. So heal, heal. Little frog. Little frog tail. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't heal today, it oh, will yeah. heal tomorrow, uh-huh. which makes no dang sense, <laughs> right? But every time, it was something about the fact that you got loved on. Yeah. And they rubbed that little area for uh-huh. you and then they would kiss it for you while they said that saying. Yeah. Just you felt better. It was, it's I'm healed. True. I'm healed. I can walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do that with my daughter too. And she'll be like, Mommy. And so I remember when she would tell me, like, she was three and she fell. And I didn't say it. I just rubbed it. And I said, oh, mija, it'll be better in the name of Jesus. And she was like, no, mommy, you didn't say that thing, though. <laughs> so you didn't like, say the enchantment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, mija. I had to say it, you know. You got to say the magic spell. Yeah, it's horrible. 
I know, but I remember that worked like yeah, a charm girl. for me. Harry Potter all the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. That always worked too. Yeah. But so I was kind of thinking about just all these remedies and I was like, man, I got to keep up on these. Like I got to <laughs> um, pick my, our grandmother's brain because she even had like this big book, you oh, know, yeah. of natural home remedies. Uh-huh. And so whenever you heard her say, oh, el libro dice, you know, the book says, uh-huh. you know, you knew she was talking about that big, thick yep, yep. encyclopedia looking thing. And it had thing. like something for every ailment. She yeah. still has it. She still uses it I saw it her looking day. through it the other day. Yeah, she yeah. always does. And that's like an old edition too. Yeah, it is. But I mean, she, you know, and a lot of the stuff has worked. I mean, yeah. I remember when I was like um, feeling really bad. Um, I don't know if it was back pain. It was probably back pain or something when I was pregnant. She was giving me all these different <laughs> tips, you know, and um where to where to um for my husband to massage me and all this you know that's another thing getting um you know uh going to get you know to a sobador sobador, yeah yeah. Uh uh-huh you know like a masseuse yeah but they're like a healing masseuse yes right um and it's usually like in their living room or something yeah Don't do like the cupping. Uh-huh. Like the, you did that. I go, girl. I came back so you I, I just you had that marks yeah, all over my back. My husband was so scared. What the heck happened to yeah. you? I said they did that cup thing on me, babe. Well, they also like cup. my dad was real big it on the cupping. Our uncle was real big on the cupping. Yeah. Like I honestly, it was funny because I remember going and being so intimidated by it because yeah. it looks scary. She, she uses alcohol. The lady that I went to uses alcohol, and she's got like um, a match, and uh-huh. so she'll light it and then kind of. Put it on you. I thought it was going to burn. It did not. I felt no discomfort, no pain. Yeah. Um, but because of the suction and the method that they use, it does leave bruising. Uh, but it, I did feel that it was very relaxing. But I also went and got, um, I remember this was years ago. I had gone and they had done like what was like a, like a uterus massage. Uh-huh. And that mess was so painful. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was it painful? Were these like different things that you were trying to do to like that's one thing that i did when i was trying to conceive yeah Yeah, because they had told me you know you hear so many things and (laughs) one of the things i had heard was you know maybe your uterus is just a little low Uh um like they had asked me had you have you ever had a really bad fall well i had that fall Uh back when we were at big falls oh when we were younger yeah i was scared of the dog that's right and you ran away from that dog and i tried to rescue you you down with me (laughs) yeah so I was like, I just remember you being like you running when you saw this dog. <laughs> Were and you like, like in that no. moment when they told you, have you ever had a fall? You know what? I said, I should, she started <laughs> sure taking me down did. with her. We should try to run away from that dog. It yeah, was well, a St. Bernard. Okay. It's big. <laughs> I remember landing on my tailbone and it hurting so bad. Yeah. And so they were saying that a lot of the times a big fall like that will kind of lower or, sh- or change the position of your uterus. Mm-hmm. And that can have, you know, some side effects. And one of those being like infertility issues Mm -hmm. and so a lot of the times they'll recommend hey go to a masseuse who specializes in uterus massages yeah and so that's what i did and that mess was so painful but coincidentally and i know it's not a coincidence actually so i'll take that back i know it was really the lord Uh um but i did have that done and it was one of the things that i was trying Mm -hmm. to to do but i remember that after i had that done it didn't take very long for us to conceive genesis so see again you just never know maybe it did work yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. Um uh with that, you know, there's also a lot of different things for uh beauty, you oh, know, yeah. as well. And I know it's really big, especially like um with you know, a lot of our um moms, uh whether they're Hispanic or not, mm-hmm. I mean we can only speak about, you know, um the women in our family, but I know like um I don't think I ever saw mom or grandma go out to the store 
in sweats or without oh, like no. their hair done yeah. or you know mom was really the one that wore makeup grandma not, not so much but uh you know with but mom- they were always dressed yeah. appropriately yes and so i can imagine because yeah. i'm like I, there have been tons of times <laughs> i go to the store too. in my sweats looking super bummy i got a chopstick in my hair i'm like <laughs> yeah. this bun is gonna stay girl, pencil yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think just in the world we live in today and the times that we live in today there's a lot of people that go out more toned down yeah I think it was something that was very, like, generational for them. Like, everybody was going out all made up. And it's like, okay, que pasa si, you know, veo a so-and-so in the store and they're going to see me, you know, off longa. You know what I mean? That's yeah. still embarrassing to this day, though, guys. No, it is embarrassing, yeah. <laughs> but but at least what my thing is, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not the only one that went out, you know, yeah. you know, in my, in my Nikes and my oh, yeah, yeah. sweatpants and, like, a T-shirt and a bun or a ponytail, mm-hmm. you know? Which I love because ever since I was young, I've loved the ponytails. <laughs> so so the fact that I don't have to curl my hair, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah. Now mom doesn't say anything. You know, she's so sweet. Yeah. I remember being younger, though, she'd be like, mm, maybe you should go change. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember one time when I was a teenager, I was like, why do I got to go change? I don't care how I look. Yeah. She's like, okay. And then I would go and you better believe I ran into somebody. And I was so mad at myself. Dang, I shouldn't have been wearing sweats. Yes. I was like kicking <laughs> myself. Right. And so... Um, you know, and our, our mom has always been just so good with taking care of her skin. Oh, yeah. Too. Like she has this every night. She's night so routine. good about it. Even in the mornings. Yeah. Though. She so, does like, like her, her, um, daytime moisturizer, mm-hmm. her nighttime. I mean, she's so good about it. Yes. I'm like, wow. And so I I'm just like, I'm like, just level. so amazed. Exactly. And so I know, um, I'll talk to her, you know, about just like aging and all that <laughs> and how she has felt, you know, or whatever. And, and, um. The nice thing is, though, she's always been um, attested to, like, the whole, you know, just aging gracefully. Like, just allow it to yeah, happen yeah. is what I mean by that. Yeah. You know, like, don't be scared of it. Mm-hmm. And so, because I asked her, I was like, I was like, Mom, like, when you started doing all this stuff, you know, to your skin, like, was it because you were scared to age? She's like, well, no. She's like, I just, I just wanted healthy looking skin, really, mm-hmm. was it. She's like, and for me, it's just like, um, you know, I, I just want to let myself age it's just it's a part of life yeah and I was like that's so true I mean at this point I don't know what it's gonna be like when I see myself at 60 and be like oh my gosh this is me (laughs) because it just happened so gradually it's not until you look at pictures of the past and you're like oh my gosh that was me yeah and now look at me I'm old (laughs) but you know just the whole aging gracefully and um I do want to be better at taking care of my skin for sure me too um and uh, I was watching this um, YouTube video, and we'll have a link of it on our website. But of Desi Perkins, she's a um, she does like makeup tips, and um, she's like a social media like um, influencer. Such a new word, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, uh, and um, I, I really like watching her because she has you know she has like our you know skin tone, and so when she gives tips, like I can know oh okay she uses that makeup product, so I'll probably uh, look yeah. good on me, or I'll, I can find a shade there, uh-huh. you know. Um, but she was going around Calif- different parts of California, like where she grew up in LA and, um, asking for different remedies and stuff, mm-hmm. um, health remedies, but also like skincare stuff. And it was so cool to see like all this amazing yeah. old, old time, like, um, like old and tested to be true type of facial scrubs and yeah. remedies, you know, in all these places. And I was like, wow, that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, one one thing that's really nice about nowadays, though, is just the fact that there really isn't one look anymore. 
you know, we've, we we're living in a time now that it's a little different from when yeah, our moms true. or grandmothers, you know, were living where like there was um, a way that you had to look and, you know, uh, that was kind of the way everyone did things. You know, mm-hmm. this was type of makeup. This was type of hair. Now it's like you can be super minimal. Yeah. You can be super glam. You can be um, goth. You can be however you want to look. Yeah. And it's just and it's all in. It's all yeah. one big mixing pot. Mm-hmm. you know, of looks, which is nice. Uh, with all of that, Familia, uh, we just want to thank you guys for uh, joining us today um, here on our episode. If you have any um, natural remedies that you know of, hey, shoot them on down because we would love to um, try them out ourselves or any skincare remedies that you know of or products. Um, shoot them at us and we definitely want to try those out as well oh, yeah so you can uh, join the conversation as always uh, on our facebook a little mass podcast our instagram or twitter which is at a little mass underscore or our website at a little mass podcast.com and you can email us there also um uh, we're just so thankful like as we've always said uh, for you guys tuning in And we can't wait to meet with you guys next week. So for now, this is Mabel, Evelyn, and Celeste. And you've been listening to A A Little Little Mass. Mass. Adios. Adios.